There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Look, man. Bear. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, oh, and look over there. Wow. Is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. And, um, okay, Bowen, a couple of items of business. Yeah, I, th- I would say more than a couple. That's just really under underballing. Yeah, let's go ahead and say several items of business because actually it's a rule of culture. Several is more than a couple, and it's rule of culture number 94. Several, several is, is more than, than, a, than couple. a couple. And here I was as a young child thinking that several must mean seven of these things. Come to find out. Couldn't be further from the truth. But several, several is tricky because, um, you know, there, there's no conventional number attached to it. But like, it could be four, could be five, could mean, could even be three, which I always felt was a few. No, I, th- I think few is three, and that's just locked in. You can't. There's not really that much room for other numbers. Um, and already there, but- we're adding items to the items of business. I mean, we had to figure out what the correct terminology is for all these things. Absolutely, absolutely. What, what what are the what are the items of business? I I can't really think of any. Well, it's interesting that you say that since you said but I, more I than know two. that there are several. Well, I just, just, I just can't think of them. Let's now forty five minutes into the podcast get to the first one, which is I have heard the note from the public, which is that I am quote screaming into the mic. Now I want to just address all the readers and say, you know me, you know I get excited. Yeah. I get so excited when I see my sister bone the other half of my heart. Mm. And I get so excited whenever I see our esteemed guests and who boy, as they say, all over the world. Who boy all over we the have world. an amazing one today. So oh, that's yeah. number one. Now you have always been at a good volume. I don't think I 
on a hardware um, level, I'm not because our sound engineer Doug is telling me to move the mic closer to my face, right? Further away, use this different program, use that different program. So I feel like I am really getting. Uh, it's a showbiz term, noted to death. Yeah, yeah. And when you get overnoted, you often get in your head. So we're just going to say um, to all the readers, shut up. Shut up. Um, we're doing our best to provide you with entertainment for free from our damn homes. Okay, horny? Okay, horny? Now, second item of business. Yes. As the readers all know, we've been discussing one famous reality competition series called, you can say it with me at the same time, Bowen, Survivor. Survivor. Now, we love the show Survivor, and I will ask the guest in a short period of time whether she enjoys the program Survivor. She enjoys other reality programs. Because she's a reality queen. She's a reality queen. But um, I did want to update all of the readers on a very exciting development that will be coming to Las Culturistas. You're going to announce? It is time to announce (laughs) that in a few weeks' time, we will be hosting the one, the only, Parvati Parvati Shallow. Shallow. She is coming. Bowen, this is a moment in time. This is actually like a, this is a benchmark for the pod, I think. I will say I was nervous when we went to go get Margaret Cho on the pod. This is the more nervous than I'll ever be. And you, Margaret Cho was my hero. You FaceTimed me when you had it. And when you, when I first, I started watching Survivor a couple weeks ago, you FaceTimed mm-hmm. me one day. Mm-hmm. You were pacing around in your home. Yeah. And you were like, I think we should reach out to Parvati. And I was like, absolutely, let's do it. And I am so happy we did because she has said yes to the invitation. She mm-hmm. listened to the Lauren Lapkus episode and, quote, enjoyed it. Oh, my God. And so now we are having the legend, the survivor legend of all time of all on time. the show. She wants to come on after the survivor current Winners season, at Winners at War, which she is competing on, ends. Yeah. So we have homework for the readers. We do. In addition to shutting up about our volume, mm. they must catch up on Parvati Seasons, and you are currently watching one. I am finishing up Micronesia, Fans vs. Favorites. It's riveting television. So, um... I would say, and this is this is this is the order that I've been recommended. I think it's it's so far served me very well. Was told to start with Pearl Islands, which is season seven. Just to get Sandra, and you got your Lil, you got your Rupert, you got your Fair Play. Mm -hmm. Um, And then move on to Cook Islands, which is famously Parv's first season. Introduction to Parvati and Ozzy and Yule. And Yule. And um, Penner and Candace. Penner and Candace. Characters. Characters. I very, you know, sort of very kind of controversially controversially said um, that John Penner and Candace were um, white supremacists. <laughs> <laughs> and it was controversial at the it time. It was controversial at the time. That. They were obviously not. Penner is famously Jewish. <laughs> We, we can't go on and making these claims. I'm just kidding. No, they're wonderful people. This is the thing. Okay, so then so, so then you watch Cook Islands, and then you watch, and then I watched China. Yes. And I had a very crazy arc with one PG Law. Yes. Who started out the game a little, oh, I thought, ooh, the, 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 I, don't, I don't know, what's, I don't like what's going on here. She's plotting too early on. And she then, played a little hard in the beginning. Played a little hard in the beginning, and then this is not a spoiler, but after the merge, she really, I mean, shows a gumption and an, a drive that, you don't really see all the time on the show. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of broadcast that on Insta stories. Someone sent her that story where I where I just kind of like charted my 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 trajectory with her and then she reached out and then we had a lovely conversation and hit it off and one one of these days we both pitched it to each other. We might just do a little fun little cocktail hour. 
mm-hmm. and she's like you can ask me all you want about China I'm like I can't wait tell me tell I me have to the be gossip. there for that cocktail, you have to be the there Zoom too. cocktail hour I will invite you as well yes all yes. right so P- PG is awesome I love her so much She's I am great. a fan of PG too, and she yes. famously comes back in Second Chances years later, voted in by the fans. And so now you are watching Micronesia, which is the Parvati season. Yes, the so, Parvati season. I'm going to watch that, finish that, then I'm, then I'm going to move on to Heroes um, versus Villains. Heroes versus Villains. Then um, Winners at War. Winners at War. So that's yes. the homework. Everyone, catch up on the Parvati seasons, Cook Islands. Micronesia, Heroes versus Villains, and Winners at War, you all have nothing to do. And let's just say, let's just say, like, before we bring our guest in, I'm so excited she's here, but let's just this say- This is a thrill to have our guest. This is a thrill to have our guest. But for the for the big Survivor heads out there, the people who have stuck with it all 20, all 40 seasons, all 20 years, I we I, I, we realize we're dilettantes, we're just coming in, um, so please just um, bear with bear us. Bear with. We, we understand there are huge gaps in knowledge and experience, but- we are passionate fans now, and we hope oh, yeah. that we can catch up to you guys at some point. And speaking of being passionate fans, mm. so this is the deal with our guest. And I think that this actually is a huge moment for you, Bowen, who is yes. a Saturday Night Live cast member who is famously Team Mad TV. I grew up with no cable and on the bunny ear antennas, which is what we had on mm-hmm. Saturdays, we got Fox better than we got NBC. Yes. And so it was just this thing where. I would, I, my default would be Matt. I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I would watch Mad TV first. Yes. Then watch SNL later. And the SNL was so grainy, but I still loved it. But Mad TV was crystal clear. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I stuck with Mad TV a long time, especially, especially through our guest seasons. And we're going to talk about this. I mean, talk about, be- I mean, the whole th- the thing with Mad TV is it was always actually legendary because. If you really looked at the whole tenure of the show, there yes. were always iconic cast members on yes. it. And we yes. have to ask about her peers on the show, oh in addition God. to delving deep into her own career, which is fucking popping off, currently popping off. on Insatiable on Netflix, which I yes. am insatiable for. I remember I watched that first season in truly hours, and Debbie Ryan is a friend of a friend, and she is culture. She is culture. I, I stand Debbie Ryan. We stand Debbie Ryan, and then she's also the host of She's a she's she's a network mate, label uh-huh. mate. Yes, queen she is hosting. Uh, Will you accept this rose on iHeart? A we bachelor recap podcast and t- t- talks all bachelor things and also reality show topics. And we are currently in a bachelor season, believe it or not. Even believe though there's a not. twist on the format, and we'll talk about that. We got to talk about it. And also has appeared on Shameless and like many, many, many shows, Orange is the New Black, etc. This is someone who appears in media frequently, and that's important to do when you want an entertainment career. And that's actually rule of culture <laughs> number fifteen. If you, if you want, want an, an entertainment. entertainment Career, career it's important to appear, to appear in, often, often in media and she's a true she's a true culturista because she joined in on that on that on that rule everyone please welcome into your ears Arden Marie Hello, Arden. Hello. I can't believe I'm here. I'm uh, we're so, so excited. Thrilled to have you. We're so I thrilled to have stand you. you two. I could oh, not my. be happier. You've chosen well with Debbie Ryan. No Debbie one. is Debbie. a really, really. She's a talent. She she's gave me talent. this necklace. She gave she me this. Did? She did. Are you me, She made me like a friendship necklace. Yes, it's a key. It's a key. We're oh friends. My God. Wait. Yes. Talk about the friendship. Talk about the friendship. What do you like? Tell the most spill the about tea Debbie. on Debbie. Okay, so I will spill the tea on Debbie Ryan. <laughs> I mean, what was fun about it was, you know, like 
I don't have kids. I I didn't grow up watching Jesse. You know, like I'm not like a child molester. So like <laughs> I didn't know who she was. And so we filmed in Atlanta and normally I've done shows wh- that were with a lot of sort of silly character actors and mm-hmm. this yeah. was like a beautiful person show this was initially uh-huh. for the CW and they passed on it but it was a show that was pageant queens and we had like Alyssa yes. Milano it was like yes. not my lane of the highway I'm like who am I gonna hang out with <laughs> and um and then lo and behold mm-hmm. of all the people I told her my BFF ATL became Debbie Ryan we would go I hung out with her <gasps> like like, literally, we would go for tacos multiple times a week. We went to Scooters in Piedmont Park. We would go. Yes. We would go. to Claremont Lounge? We went. No, I never went to. She went to Claremont Lounge. Uh, I've never I been to Claremont, Claremont Lounge. Lounge. We would go to um, Roller Derby. We went to. Like, we just. Oh, it was my like, God. This is who I hung out with. It was just like. a damn montage. It was a montage. And it, what was funny about her, she's like. Because she comes and does my podcast. And I have to warn, like, the other people who do it. I'm like. At first, it's going to be hard to look at her because she's the most attractive person so you've ever gorgeous. seen close off. Like she's yeah. so, and then you start talking to her, and you're like, "Oh no, she's just like a ding dong." Yeah, like she's a silly person born into this stunning package, yeah. and yeah. and like you, she doesn't fully know. Like it's like this weird little funny person. It's the oddest. I no, I talked to her yesterday. Mm. No rain shall fall. Who would have? I told her she's my BFF eight one eight now. She's my best friend in the valley. In LA, eight one eight is the Valley area code. I could tell I was gonna like her because I, her very very close friend is Jill Gutowitz, yes, who is um, who was, wrote wrote for a game show, we who's the Jill. best. And I, it's one of those people where it's like any friend of yours is gonna be a friend of mine. That's how I feel about Miss Debbie, who I've never met but is family. Debbie came it's to family. visit my home. She she went with me to Rhode Island. I grew up in this tiny town. And speaking of for you, Bowen, I. When I got on Mad TV, I had never uh-huh. seen it because we didn't have cable in my town and we only got oh. NBC. So we didn't get Fox very clearly. So I had literally like never really seen it. Right. It was mm. because it was too staticky. So I remember doing like a red carpet thing in the beginning. And they're like, what's your favorite character? And I I, I hadn't grown up with any God. of it because I didn't yeah. get the, I never we didn't get this reception. Right. But like it should, it doesn't take away from anything. But but wait, no. but so Debbie came came to so Rhode Debbie Island. Debbie came to visit she, me in she, Rhode she, Island. She made it to hometowns. She made it to hometowns. She and- made it to Little Compton. She and here was the best part. The one person she made it to Little Compton. Yes. that has zero stoplights. It has a general store. The only coffee shop is in an apple orchard. And she got recognized uh, by one kid who said, "Are you Debbie Reynolds?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Front yeah. runner for title of ep. Are you, Are you Debbie, Debbie Reynolds? Reynolds? Are you Debbie Reynolds? And then she was like, and she and she obviously had to say no. Her being Debbie Ryan and all. Yeah, and that was a way that she could be like, no, I'm not. I'm not Debbie Reynolds. Wow. Yeah. And then we went and hung out in like the Apple Orchard. It was crazy. Which, Debbie could have a Debbie Reynolds career. She could. She, she could. could. Have, she absolutely could. Is For she sure also she a hoofer? Can she da- can she dance? She I bet the she. Boards? I bet she could because she, you know those Disney. They train those yeah. Disney kids. I've worked with a few of those Disney kids, and they have been uh-huh. trained. And I feel like they show up. They know their lines, and I. You better believe they could probably hit their one, two, three, four ball change. You know. I mean, it's actually rule of culture number twenty two. Disney kids, they show up and they know their lines. They know their That's lines. D- Disney, Disney kids, kids they, they show, show up and, and they know, know their, their lines. lines. But I will reveal at this time that I did not know that she was a Disney star. I only knew her from Insatiable. Yeah, that's the thing. I was like, 
I I'd never I didn't know, you know, and so yeah. that made it. And it was interesting also being in Atlanta. It's almost like you're at a camp, you know. Mm-hmm. There you befriend. I didn't know anybody else in Atlanta, so it's like who am I who am I going to hang out with, right. you know? And so I would never have guessed that it was like of all the people, it was yeah. Debbie. Yeah, it was Debbie. Debbie. She just she told, she just family. texted me that she made me a friendship bracelet, and she didn't mind oh mailing it. She's gonna mail me Debbie. a friendship bracelet. Bowen hasn't made me a friendship bracelet in I, years. I have done. I've done much better things. I've given you much better jewelry. That's have you true, given yes. jewelry? He I has never given, given me jewelry. jewelry. He's given me a very nice pair of shoes, which at the time was the first time either of us had even any expendable income and he bought me a pair of Alexander Miss Queen sneakers with a lift and I mostly just look at them in my closet and fawn over them and never really wear them. Now I'm not wearing my nice clothes. Oh yeah, it's, it's I love a, your man friendship so much. It's so important. This is this is I the way it. it's, it's the this way. is the sisterhood of the traveling um, hose of the traveling hose. I just listened to your Lauren Lobkiss episode, who's also one of my BFFs. She, she came to Rhode Island rocks. with me and Debbie. It was me, Laura, and oh Debbie, and Brian Sophie. That <laughs> is Brian. oh wow. That's actually going to go ahead and make me very jealous. You can come. You want to come? Let's go. I, do. I mean, not now. When it, um, I, yeah, it was that. It was as <laughs> I mean, random. Not now. not now, but yeah. like when we're free, when we get when yes. we get let out of our cells. Um, Are you there now? No, I'm in I'm in Los Angeles. You're in Los Angeles. You're in Los okay, Angeles. Cool. I love the wallpaper so thank much. Thank you. It's actually fabric. This is my podcast <gasps> studio. It's a garage and it this is it's soundproof. It's like soundproofing. Oh and that's how you know we have a podcast queen is she's got herself a studio. <laughs> she's got herself <laughs> she's a damn studio. She's got herself a damn studio. She got herself a damn studio. This podcast being a visual medium and all, we should still describe what the what the wallpaper looks like. So what would you describe as the theme of your podcast studio? It's like I feel like I'm going on, like we're in Morocco and yes, we're like very going, bad. like we're going, we're going to like Marrakesh. Yes. It's like Marrakesh <laughs> chic meets IKEA. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's Marrakesh like, chic meets, meets IKEA. IKEA. It's like if we're like Jackie Kennedy and it's 1968, and like maybe yeah. we're sneaking off like with our sister, and we're gonna like maybe sister. sneak a little like peyote or something, and like yeah. see things in the yeah, desert, yeah. and uh, and we've we've hired like a beautiful tent to come with us and we're just going to go like have our like Lawrence of Arabia kind of like that sort of that's what's happening oh my god yeah, that really actually, full story, full storyline, full storyline. Well, and, and you, you, you kind of painting that picture made me think for some reason, what would it be like to like at least smoke weed with Jackie Kennedy? That's like, what really do you great. think that is? Yes, because it's like a lady in a pillbox hat and white gloves, but then she's like getting freaky. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like she'd do an edible. Her accent I feel like she'd be even an crazier. Edible. And I don't, I don't picture her inhaling. It. I don't picture her. No, I picture her like having like a nice little like gummy. Exactly. Yeah, she, she would nibble on an edible and for the first 25 minutes before it kicked in or half hour, she'd be very annoying about, quote unquote, what it was going to do to her. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She's like, I think I feel it. I think I feel it. Yeah. yeah there'd she's be like, a lot of checking it. in. There'd be a lot yeah. of checking in. A <laughs> Jackie lot Kennedy, of in. You would need to kind of babysit yes. her. I want to say also Survivor. Can I bring up? I, so oh, please. I, you know, listening, to the, listening to the Lauren Lopkins episode really yeah. made me, I actually like, I wrote down the, <gasps> what you, the order and I'm going to do, so I did like the first bunch of seasons. I did the yes. Richard yes. and Sue, yeah. if you were dying of thirst by the side yes. of the road, I would not, you know. Yep. One of the Not give me a drink of water famously. It, if you're going to audition for Juilliard, you should consider mm-hmm. that as your monologue because it's a spectacular yeah. revenge monologue. It's um, honestly a really good monologue for like a certain type. 
Yes. The the the. Uh, if if I saw you dying of thirst monologue, you could definitely perform worse things. It does feel written. Yeah. It's so good. And then I remember I watched the um, Boston Rob and Amber years. Yeah. All stars. And Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Oh, famously. Yeah. So I I don't know why I feel like then I got distracted by America's Next Top Model. I feel like maybe I went to that and like Project Runway and then early Bachelor, which I then stopped. But right. I think that I think I just sort of got distracted because there's so many fun things started getting offered on yes yeah, for competition it might have been it might have like diverged generationally at like around 2003 2004 where people just like split off and then like the pe- the, the menu got bigger with yes. what we could see you know i think that's around yeah. when i think when top model started it was yeah. top model project runway i was like ooh ooh pictures tyra smizing yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah one for me was that that kind of took me away from survivor cuz i remember there was a time in my life when i was very young watching survivor where i would like cut out pictures from magazines and put them on my wall and like yeah make lists of who I thought was going to like win and like reorder them on my wall for like the standings. And then I remember American Idol happened. Yes. And I was like, oh, this combines the competitive aspect with music, which I love. And it took me away from it. But I think that that's true. Like while Survivor did create the modern competitive reality show, it also gave birth to so many other ones which ended up hurting it in a way. An amazing Mm. race. Amazing race. Oh, amazing race is a feat. I have a confession. Yes. yes. I was, I had applied with Lance Bass to do it this August. We were going to. Have you heard back? Yeah, they were interested in having us <gasps> on. And oh, we were just going to do it for fun. It was just like, we knew we weren't going to win, but we wanted to like try. And but the TV is great for that. I mean, that's great TV, you and Lance. Keep and going. Sorry. It's, no, that's fine. I know that Mike White had done it. And so, like, yes. Yes. And Survivor. And Survivor, too. Yeah. So we decided, we applied, we sent in a video, and we were going to be Team Razzle Dazzle. Oh. And all of our clothes were going to say Razzle Dazzle, and I was going to be Razzle, and he was going to be Dazzle, and I was going to let him outfit us. And we were just, I can drive stick shift. I will eat anything. He's not afraid of heights. Like, we were just going to go really try to win and not win. We're not, wow. I'm not strong enough or brave enough to win. <laughs> I, well, honestly, I, I feel like now that it's out there, it is manifested and we have something to share, Tell. which is that we were sort of approached <gasps> about the amazing race. About amazing. Are you, are you By gonna- one Zeke Smith. Yeah. Who's a contestant on Survivor who is, is wonderful, is also, has also done comedy, Zeke Smith. Oh my God, he, wait. He you was guys like, would you guys want to be recommended? And oh I was my like, God. um, should we I all don't do it know. together? Let's should all do it together. Do, should we do it together? Yes, yes. I mean, yes. honestly, because I, I feel like, do people make alliances? I feel like we would try to, to have the four of us running around the world. I don't know if we fun. could do an alliance. I think, unfortunately, we would have to try and crush you. No, yeah. we won't win. We're not a threat. I, trust me, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a weak link. And, and he discovered that quickly. Here's what's so funny, too. He's like, you guys are BFS. I love Lance. I don't know him that well. And, <laughs> yeah. and then I was going to ask. Up, well, so what's fun about it is you – so I did re- – so they actually like call my manager. So here's the deal: you get paid wow. nothing. You make oh nothing. You make you get paid nothing. Zero. Right. You earn zero right. unless you win, and then you are completely cut off from all communications. You are not allowed access yes. to your email, your phone, nothing. And even if you say, which say, is what makes you crazy. Yes. And assuming Lance and I would get caught in like at the Burbank airport or whatever, say we got caught like week two. Yeah. You then get yeah. sent to, yeah, right. you get sent to, um, I forget what they call it, but it's, you basically get quarantined at a hotel, like some, and you're yes. stuck. And I think, cause if you, 
like pair up as like a couple. Like I think yeah. Lance and I would be in a room with no <laughs> access to the internet for <laughs> it's thirty days that you are locked in a hotel on like Mexico or wherever they like go like fly you away somewhere and lock you up and they like let you go use the pool or the gym but you can't use the computer you can't call people like and yeah they're really crazy about that you're you're just not at that level with lands friendship wise no but that would be but I I'm crazy (laughs) enough that I feel like we would get along well but but that's a lot to ask that's a big ask that's a big first date friend date yeah, yeah, the thing is, like, also, too, it's, like, I feel like <laughs> if you are going to go, like, I'm actually watching the Survivor seasons right now, which are Blood versus Water, which is where you go on with a family member. Yes, you bring someone, yeah. And so no. the thing about that is, like, you really do need someone that you can communicate clearly and intensely with that isn't going to be, like, tired. tentative. And mm-hmm. that is huge. When you're when tired, you're tired, cranky, stressed. Um so there needs to be some f- real familiarity or just like personalities just uniquely click. Can't be fair weather. You can't be fair weather. Friends. No. Question. When you like when you got approached, did the cells in your body all fire off like in a crazy like, oh, my God, are we going to like, did you have like a weird chemical reaction in your body? We really did consider it. I remember. Right. It was. a th- Well, at the time, it was a thing of like, well, what if we do this and sort of become weirdly known for it will it hurt us in other areas and then and then, <laughs> and, then I'll, and then I'll say honestly when I saw Mike White on Survivor I was like yeah. oh no I'm I'm definitely going on Survivor one day well that's what I, I actually called I called my man like I called my manager and was like is this career suicide if I like it, like is this career suicide and then somebody I knew did Dancing with the Stars and they were like yes Arden all it does is just introduce you to like More you know people. you're, in, you're yeah. in it's shameless or insatiable like those are very sort of dark comedy cable-y things like this is like middle America gets to know you and like you get to it gets a different oh, it's a whole different crowd and like yeah. who cares and then <laughs> you, cares? you would be an icon you would, you would be, be an you, icon you would kill it because everyone Dude. in middle America would love you and the large gay fan base would be Dude. like fucking Arden is is my queen. Yeah, like, it be, oh, it's Arden, Queen Arden. I, it was that's the thing that I am saddest about. Like as far as being locked up, I was like, wait a minute. So you're telling me like I'm not gonna be running around with Lance Bass? Like I even bought like a weighted vest to train because I was like, I'm not that fit. I bought like a weight. I was like, I need to work on like running with a backpack. You know, yes. like I was like, I'm like, I don't want to weigh down Lance Bass. Friend of the pod, Tyler Oakley was has been on two seasons of Amazing Race and and, and? does well on. The show, and I think that it being like being well known doesn't hurt you on Amazing Race. It really hurts people, I think, on Survivor because then oh. people immediately say they don't need the million dollars, get right. them out. Because yeah. I was recently watching a season which has uh, Lisa Welchel, who was Blair on The Facts of Life. Yes. Wait, and on what she, show? On what show? On Survivor? Survivor. Survivor, yeah. How did she, she do? She always had the big hair. Sh- spoiler alert. She makes it to the finals. Wow. What was her personality like? She was very, very, very sweet and kind and sort of coattail righty, but in in crucial moments, she did make good strategic moves. Um, And then the season I'm currently watching, uh, there's a very controversial baseball player on it. His name is John Rocker. So I don't know if you and the readers know about John Rocker, but John Rocker was a relief pitcher for the Atlanta Braves in the late 90s, early 2000s. And he 
made a lot of very controversial comments about um, the ethnic makeup of New York and people who ride the subway. Not a good thing inter- to do. And an interview <laughs> and an interview during the playoffs and essentially got like ran out of the league. Yeah. So right now on the season of Survivor I'm watching, which is Survivor San Juan del Sur. Great. He is. Other people are finding out that that's who he is, and oh. it's like it, it's. So it's interesting to. I wonder if people, if you went on like a reality show like that where you had to compete, if people would recognize you. I think they fully would. They would. They would. Oh my god! I, I, I think they they would have to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think. <laughs> It's like, I don't think I'll have the hardy. I would never last on Survivor. First of all, I'm a natural redhead and my my skin would fry off. Like, I would just, (laughs) it's hard enough living in LA with SPF 900. I'm a hungry girl. It's, I'm a hungry human. I love flavors. Just the the skin color and the the burning and the, I just, I put me in an igloo. If it was Survivor Igloo Edition, maybe. Yes, maybe. I don't think like Northern Lights, I don't think it's happening. You would be an amazing natural narrator though because even just you sitting there right now and you said I'm a hungry girl I love flavor is a gra- I would pull that and put that in the trailer <laughs> it's producer catnip they would, they would it, love- Wait. you are producer catnip and that it is, is. Catnip. <laughs> title, front runner for title lap wait before we go to break wait yes. Arden so can we should we ask you I mean is your favorite reality show The Bachelor The Bachelor is, is that the like the North Star for you I mean if I'm being really honest no okay, no okay, okay. but like I love it I love Bachelor in Paradise I love Bachelor uh-huh. Paradise, but then I also I love and I can't believe it's on right now because it's taken so long to come back. I love Top Chef, so I love oh, Top Chef. I'm watching this current season. It's I great. love Bachelor in Paradise, and then I love like any kind of fashion. I love like making mm, the cut, yes. next in fashion, Project Runway, and then Bachelor in Paradise. Garbage. We have our producer. Our producer Hans is saying, oh. "Love Top, Top Chef. Chef." He has not chimed in yet, but he wants to say he loves Top Chef. Can I just say? And again, I don't even cook. I'm a hungry girl who loves flavors, <laughs> but I don't. I don't want to make them. And no. I'll tell you what. If you've never watched Top Chef, and I'm not a cook, I don't. I literally would never make any of these. But recipes. you love flavors, yeah. I love flavors. I'm a hungry girl. I, if you want to start with Top Chef, the first season that Michael Voltaggio and Brian Voltaggio, the Voltaggio brothers on, is like Cain and Abel, where the younger, the legendary, he's saying it's legendary. Legendary, Because the older brother Brian is just, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but the older brother Brian is the nicest, he's the equivalent of a human dad joke. He looks like a Mm -hmm. dad joke. He's a sweet guy. He does everything right. He's a classically trained chef. And his younger brother is rock and roll tattoo. Yeah, you get the feeling he didn't even want to be a chef it's just that he wants to crush his but he wants to beat his brother so if his brother wanted yes. to be a baseball player he would have become a rod like it's truly these wow. two but he just wants to beat his brother and it's watching this good student who's trying to do everything right and then this like chip on the shoulder younger brother who's just yes. like whatever you pick i'm gonna do it and do better and i'm gonna Beat you. It's fascinating. So, Brian Voltaggio is on this current season, which is All Stars. Yes. uh, uh, My boyfriend was telling me that he has a lot of restaurants. Lots. He's a a great chef. I think he's like a pro he's a technical pro but he's not like a wild card he's not a rock and roll mm. chef like getting doing coke in the kitchen right 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 and th- and they're out there oh yeah. i just want good food i just want a good soup that's all i want, I want for my can show. i get a good can i get a damn damn soup? soup who do i have to fuck to get a good soup around here <laughs> it's actually rule of culture number eight who do who i have, do I have to, to fuck to get, to get a, good a good soup around here? here that's beautiful we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with arden marine 
When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yeah. We're all going together, the Lost Coach family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found Framebridge. I found Framebridge too. Framebridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a Framebridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. Framebridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for where you want to get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Hey, Las Culturistas listeners, we're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with Gift Mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So... Whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, 
Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Okay, we're back. Great. And we're actually back. And what we do when we come back is yes. we we have a question prepared for you. And this actually right. is the question that we ask every single one of our guests that have been on Las Culturistas. So here's the question for you. What yes. was the culture, Arden, that made you say culture was for me? Bowen, would you like to elaborate on this question? Absolutely. It's the culture that was for you that really kind of uh, opened up the cave door. You know how doors have uh, caves have doors? It's yes. the culture that opened up that the door on the hinge. Door yes. hinge on the And you cave. were able yes. to walk into the cave and at I that point. I walked into the cave and I'm yes. like, finally, I, that door opened in the cave. Thank yeah. you so much for asking, Matt, Bowen. Thank you. I've yeah. been thinking about this. I'm so honored to be here. I feel like I've won Amazing Race. Thank you, Phil. I want to tell you here we go it's gonna be i'm gonna do one main one but yes. then i'm gonna do a follow-up absolutely the right. first one the first one as i mentioned i grew up in little compton rhode island uh-huh. town of three thousand people mm-hmm. a general store an illiterate chief of police no stoplights we had two restaurants they both burned to the ground literally <laughs> nothing nothing oh so shit. it's like an island but it's a peninsula it's like it's a whole mm. other planet Love it. So, and we didn't get cable until like you know two days ago so it yeah. was three the three main channels and like if you stood up with like a, holding a metal fork you can maybe get pbs yeah, yeah who uh-huh. would want that no two things for me so when I, when I was four years old mm-hmm. my mother drove me down to Manhattan oh the big and city she brought me at age four as a little ginger girl looking just like Barb and Stranger Things she brought oh, me man. to see a Broadway show at age four yeah. that first show was a little ginger child Annie. Yes, oh, I'm so I happy to hear this. I say, oh, I it's huge. mean, I sat my mother. I was like, "You're holding back my career. We need to move to New York." Yeah. This is a. I, first of all, I should be Annie. I should be Annie. Yeah. When you really they did, should. they did like a nationwide search for the movie, mm-hmm. and I went and auditioned, and I was way too. I was like four, and they're like, "Okay, you know." And Eileen Quinn got it, but um, <laughs> damn it, Eileen! It was it come was on, that, Eileen! God damn it, Eileen! Come on, Eileen! <laughs> come, come on, on Eileen! It's, actually, it's really culture number forty. Come, come on, on, Eileen! Eileen. And then I had an older brother who mm-hmm. basically there was no I've heard you talk about it like there was no parental supervision in the most wonderful way and there was also really no children's programming so I just right. watched and I'm a night owl so the television and I'm going to say specifically the Saturday Saturday night lineup which was like Facts of Life yes mm-hmm. Silver Spoons mm. we have some Golden Girls happening wow. there was some there was some Love Boat some yeah. Fantasy Island um, and then there was a show on called uh, Solid Gold where Dion Solid Gold like, they had dancers Dion. and they were like slutty and would like dance and like like and Dionne Warwick could sing live the theme yes. song every week it's like Solid Gold oh. where the dreams <laughs> all come of you they should revive that I they should mean, and I was like, I want to dress. I want to dress like a solid gold dancer. Yeah. I want to express myself. And then the classy part was I had a smart older brother, and he would show me like Mel. He would show me like Madeline Kahn, Terry Gar. Mm, wow. um, oh, Terry Gar is underrated. Terry Gar in Young Frankenstein? Are you right. kidding me? Underrated deeply. I mean, Madeline Kahn in Blazing Saddles, all yes. the Steve Martin Icon. movies, all of with Lily yeah. Tomlin. Like there was, so it was sort of a highbrow too of like, like 
uh, and then Gilda Radner's Rosanna Rosanna Dana. It was like, mm, and yeah. I remember, I think I was like four watching all of this stuff and just being like, yeah. <gasps> and I would like <laughs> steal their act, like write out what she'd done, and made, yeah. and they would just let me watch all this shit, and it's like. It was, and I kept trying, and there was a girl that moved from New York down the street, and she'd done commercials, and she'd had an agent, Ooh. and I was like, and, and she did like, a serial commercial, yeah. she did a serial commercial, and oh, I was like, God. I need to make, I need to get an agent, we need to move to Los Angeles or New yeah. York. Because my career needs to be happening my now. Career, yeah. When I, you're, when you're young, you always feel like you're behind. Like, I remember oh when, I, when I was, like, in college and I didn't have an agent, I was like, yes. well, how the fuck am I supposed to book anything if I don't have an agent? No! It's like, I know. I remember, out. like, taking headshots in my dorm in Colorado. Yep. Like, just like, this is going to get me an agent. And, you know, like, you just couldn't figure out, like, how am I going to get from this field to the in move into my television? How can I move into my television? Yes, right. yes. For for me it was for me it was like watching the Oscars and watching people thank their agents and for me to be like okay well that's what I need now as a <gasps> seven year old need one now yeah right, I mean they always exactly. get thanked they must be important and they, these they managers people these publicists these lawyers yeah you're gonna need a whole team it's actually rule of culture number fifty five you're gonna need, you a, need whole a whole team. team do you guys remember when Charlize Theron won her Oscar she thanked her lawyer and she goes yes I'm friends with my lawyer and that got a big laugh I was like I need a lawyer I need yes. an agent a yes. publicist yes I don't know what these people do but I my need team. them my team I need my and team I, I'm actually happy to report that Bowen and I are friends with our lawyers we love our lawyers and, <laughs> and, my, and one of my lawyers Seth who's also Bowen's lawyer called me on my birthday Whoa. oh my god that's wow. nice thank you Seth who's for calling me on my birthday who's your lawyer my lawyer is Seth, Seth Horowitz, Horowitz. Isaac Dunham. and Isaac Dunham Wait, we have to talk really quickly. You went, you did go to college in Colorado, didn't you? Didn't you? I did. I went to Colorado College in Colorado Springs. Oh my god! You guys have connected Atlanta and Co- Colorado connection, big yes, time. Yes, big time. I want to say something. I want to ask you now. How has it been? I don't know if you have freely like. How has it been being on SNL? I found Mad TV to be my hardest job I ever had. I think sketch shows, sketch shows yes. are hard. And I remember, yeah. I remember, I had tested for SNL mm-hmm. against Amy. Amy wow. and I, and then I knew when she got it that I probably like that was probably it. <laughs> I probably wasn't wow. gonna get that's it. how I. That's how I found out I didn't get it when Bo and Yang got it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't. And then I actually the Mad TV offered me the job that year, and I said no. Wow. And then I didn't. Two thousand one. Yeah. And then I yeah. did it. And then I did it the last four years. And then I did a bunch of because I'd come from sitcoms, and I did a bunch of pilots that didn't get picked up. And uh-huh. I remember I ran in, and they would. It wasn't that I thought I was like better than. It was honestly more no. out of fear because I thought. Yeah. I didn't know if I was going to go and thrive. Like I wasn't right. a ground like. I'd made this tape in my living room and uh-huh, I sent uh-huh. it in to SNL and Mad TV and then they both called me. And I remember being – I knew a lot, enough people that had worked at SNL to yeah. know how hard it was and that I knew that I'd never done any of these characters in public. Right. And I was concerned – now, looking back, I wish I could have given that young gal, like, a pat on the back. And I'm like, just fucking, you, like, you made the tape. Just yeah, start like, swimming. I mean, you got far. Yeah. And then I remember it was like, and then, and then I got the offer from Mad TV. And I remember just being, there was something that was like, and then I had started in Chicago. I'd done improv there, but I didn't, uh-huh. I was their first intern at Improv Olympic. And I, they let me take the classes, but I did them all at once. So I did beginner, intermediate, and advanced mm. at once. It was like with Del Close. And I remember 
realizing that wow. like wow. It, there's a reason you do it in order. Like I didn't learn my like alphabet to the words to the sentences. Like it was sure, like sure. I and I'm after Mad after I said no to Mad TV. I went and quietly. I went through and did the class. I just did it all. I went and really learned how to do it. And then I, I auditioned see. again. And then I went and did Like, I got the chops to go do it. That's pretty cool that they were they were like, here she is again. And, like, it worked out that way that you were able to end up doing it. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like it Yeah. Do you feel like it was better for you to take the time to just sort of reassemble or not reassemble? I think do you know personally, what I mean? like, yes, I do. I think personally, because I know that they're, they're hard environments. It's hard when, yeah. you know— Coming from like sitcom or scripted things where it's like, I play Mary, you play Brian. Like I, we have no yeah. hand in our fates. The, the writers give us mm-hmm, our scripts mm-hmm. and like you make the best of what you get. And and so you can be my friend because we're we're not competing to get like right. one spot. I found mm-hmm. that um, I just knowing who I was, I do think I did the right thing. But yeah. I wish I could go back and be like. What I know now as a human, it's like, don't doubt yourself. Just go do it. You know, I wish I could say that. Totally. I would say that there are some aspects of Mad TV, especially by the time you were on and your class was like Krista Flanagan, like Baron Holtz, Bobby Lee, and like Jordan Peele, Peele. Jordan Peele, Peele. Michael Key, like like a huge... Yeah, like I, th- I, I think like a, like a highlight era of the show. Yeah, especially yeah. especially towards the end. But like um, by that point, like people were like a lot of the cast members were like doing like really like, out on stage, like talking to the audience directly, yeah. and like that's something you don't you don't ever have to really do at SNL. But it's like you would like whenever th- there would be pieces of you and Bobby like yeah. doing stuff. That like, was on the those town. are some of my favorites. I loved so doing the pieces of Bobby. My so favorite funny. things were it was interesting. I felt like I felt like I audition with all these sort of weird characters and then mm-hmm. they I felt as if they dyed my hair blonde I was a redhead and I felt like uh-huh. they wanted to purchase like a blonde you know what I mean oh and my I was gosh. like so I had to figure out kind of how to be funny like I wanted to play all like the weird la- old ladies or whatever yeah, and, it was, yeah. and it was an interesting thing I think it was actually ultimately good for me to have to figure out that can I be can I still be funny even if I'm like in a pretty party dress you know what I mean that I yeah. don't yeah, have they to were be. trying to hand you an image that's right. so yes. interesting which is not who I ever was you know and it was right. an interesting thing to be like all right well this is what they want and mm-hmm. so like even doing like the red carpet thing which i ended up having fun like nobody wanted to do it and then there was just yeah. one, there was one for nip tuck and i remember they were like do you want to go do this nobody wants to do this <laughs> oh and it was God. like t- it was like in the two hours capsule. and so i went and like i it was interesting i'd never seen the show and it was like in two hours so then i remember just trying you're to like, go who's brian who's ryan murphy yeah, yeah exactly yeah. What? but like getting yeah. it what was fun about doing the remotes or doing the things that were off campus was yeah. i didn't have to pitch and i'd mm-hmm. like like you could just like let if you just give me this five minutes of time i can go make something funny but like i wasn't great at pitching things and there was something right. spring of like let me just go improv and play with the LA Kings or let me just go improv yes. and play with Bobby versus like my fear of um, like authority figures of like I'm going to pitch this sketch and yeah. then I'm going to write this sketch and please pick like there was it, I sort of had to sneak in through the dormer windows which uh, wait, do you have that? Did you like I I relate to this so hard now that you're talking about this like I the not the worst part but my the most nerve wracking part of the job for me yeah. is just to like Tuesday nights, like before you write, you're supposed to like check in with producers and like yeah. tell them what your idea is. That, and that's then, it. That's it. And I, it really fills me with dread, and I just want to get it over with. And I talk, I mumble, I yes. don't make eye contact. It's yes. so panicky. But but then this is so fun that you enjoyed all the remote stuff because like I think 
like it's it's my favorite stuff that I've seen you do absolutely and it's also like my favorite memories of the show are like watching like Alex Borstein and Will, Will Sasso do stuff on the red carpets too mm. and, like, and then you and Bobby being yourselves um, doing stuff like I don't know like it's just that part was just it felt sort of organic and not too written or whatever it was just organic like just fun and spontaneous that it was an it's an interesting thing to see and I don't like I I did I always I always envied you know I always envied some of the guys would just go in with no fear and just be like yeah this is what I'm doing and and the amount of fear of authority like I it's interesting like I recently my friend and I wrote a script and you know we were an indie movie and we were getting funding and and all the producers and the director, everybody was female. And it was like, I didn't mm. realize it was the first time I felt comfortable just yeah. saying, this yeah. is my idea. I can defend it. This is like, and that how much just pitching to straight white men, like how wanting to please and being intimidated and yes. how hard it was just, I, I, it kind of made me sad, like pitching to these women, realizing like how good I felt, and just realizing, oh, that's probably how these guys felt the whole time on the show, the and whole that, time. Yeah. and yeah, that I right. never, I always felt, and I think probably ultimately why I didn't take it in the beginning, like let me just prove, let me mm-hmm. get one more class under my belt just to prove, like, you know, I, I, it's an interesting thing of like time wasted trying to get the official certificate to be like yeah. you're funny enough. Whereas, if you were a man, I bet you would have taken that job yes. because men are cultured to be like, no, I'm yes, ready for this. Whereas women are like, I'm not ready for this. It's the were, way, and yeah. I think that gay men have it a little bit as well. We're not I'm obviously sure. not to the same extent, but it's always like a second guessing of yourself that you'll yes. be prepared to handle the straight male opinion. Yes. yes. I, 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 it's an interest. Like that's one of the things that like I like being more of an adult lady. Like looking back and just having compassion of like, wow, you made it through that and. Mm-hmm. And you come by it honestly and you don't have to do that anymore. And like go where the love is, go where the people want to work with you, own your idea. There's places for it now. Like don't be afraid of like sometimes even what's your, what you think is the worst about you or is your, what's your secret damage or like what's your weird little idea of a story. Even just when I came up with the podcast, it's like what Mm -hmm. makes your tail wag? Uh What makes you feel kind of crazy? Even Mm. doing the amazing race with Lance Bass or something that's like what's your little special thing to give to the world that makes your tail wag protect it and then like go to people that can see it and and you know and that's not always it's not always the world that you're in but it's like don't be afraid of throwing your hat in the ring that's beautiful and and that and, and that just entails undoing a lot of the work that other people try to do where they do throw an image onto you. Like, we're going to dye yeah. your hair blonde. But it's like, yeah. no, I'm I'm Jackie Kennedy in Marrakesh. Like, yes. Yes, I am. I just had really an edible am. and I'm waiting for it to kick in. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kicking in. Yeah. I, I feel like that's one of the reasons, like, I'm so, like, proud of Bowen on SNL is because, like, he has an established identity and you can tell he's connected to that. Yes. Yet he is, like... I'll say be the one that says this, but he is like playing the game of SNL well. Like he's get he gets things on. He's always yes. seems to be a presence in the show. And this is not to put like any continued expectation on you, but you've done such an amazing job. And I also think that you also are someone that people know as Bowen Yang and will continue to know as Bowen Yang. And I have a feeling that um not everyone like feels like access to both parts of those things. I, I mean, I know that like when I auditioned for it and did the test, I felt very in my head about like 
but if one of these things happen or if this doesn't happen, like, do I not get to be myself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or do I not get to, you know, um, have like freedoms to this? But I feel like you have really been able to accomplish something very cool, which is you are very clear still in your point of view, but yes. you also are very successful at the job that is Saturday Night Live. And I think oh. that it's it, you should know that you're doing such an amazing job such at a- that. You've been oh, so you good on it. Do you no, think it helped? It do you think it helped writing on it first? Yes, one hundred percent. How long? How, how many years were you a writer on it? Just one, but like even just that one year of just like condensed, like you, you just learn the ropes so quickly, and like it's boot camp, and like I got the offer to be a writer instead of cast, and I was like, I don't know if this is the right fit. Yeah. But then I talked to friends. I talked to Gary Richardson, who still works there, who's also a performer. Um, he got on the phone with me before I accepted the offer, and he was like. I would take it because I have learned so much about just how things work, just about like the the etiquette behind like collaborating with someone on anything. It's not even specific to the show. Yes, but it's like, but then, but then, but and now I'm learning that I'm a, I have different emotional responses to certain things. Where like, so as soon as Arden, you were talking about not feeling super comfortable in the pitch process, like yeah. I was like, whoa, yeah, like that is. That is hard because you know what that is? All that is is like having to close the gap and understand someone else understanding what you're about. Yeah. And so like that, of course, you'd be more comfortable pitching to a room full of women. Yeah. And of course, I'm more comfortable being on a set with like, let's just say Asian actors because I've I've, yeah. I've experienced that with um, Nora from Queens. Whatever. Or queer I'm, I'm, people. Or queer people. Like I'm, I'm, I'm running down my resume too much, but it's like, oh, whoa, like that. I've been very lucky to have those things sort of set up for me yeah. um, at some point so that I can just sort of not feel unanchored at any given time. Yeah. Pitching is hard too because it's like you have to explain yourself succinctly, quiet, like and yeah, and yeah, own it and not apologize for it and just like have it be clear and yeah. you seem like you're into it and it's you know part of yeah. it is I've also had to learn that you know I love my writing partner and knowing that it's always kind of anxiety producing for me to pitch but that that I just need to keep it together for like five minutes you know what I mean that it's like Mm -hmm. that I can rehearse it enough that it's that I might some people might be able to wing it more but that if I rehearse it enough that I know it really well then I can go almost treat it like an audition and then go in and seem like fake it to make it a little like confident even if it's you know because I know that we'll do a good job once we write it but it's 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 just sort of not apologizing for taking up the space in the room to like take somebody's time to explain yeah. it to them. But it's hard. I think yeah, pitching any any comedic idea in any setting is always you know you it's ninety percent you selling it yeah. because mm-hmm. I mean like if you bail on even the best idea in the world, it won't yes. go. Like you know what I mean? Like think of the confidence it had to take to like pitch something like David S. Pumpkins. Yes, it's like <laughs> it literally on paper is nothing. It's, yeah, it's. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's nothing. Right. And then right. in in performance and execution, it is iconic. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, it there had to be a germ of like, or like a seed of confidence that like goes with that. You know what I mean? Totally, like you have totally. to be like someone who's behind what they're doing in mm-hmm. order to make something work. So I, I always feel like anything I've pitched that like went to the next place or like continued on, like I was like, well, thank God I was behind that. It's kind yes. of like performing where if you're having fun, they're having fun. Like That's yeah. it. when you're pitching, if you're, you can fake it <laughs> into being a good thing. I'll tell you, I started doing stand up later and it's been mm-hmm. like, it was so helpful for me in so many areas. Like, I started out as a stand-up, and that's how I got my agent. And then, um, and then I quickly, like, I lucked out, and I got a sitcom. And I, like, I was just sort of, and I moved from New York to LA, and 
But I remember doing, when I was doing Chelsea Lately, Bobby Lee sort of did an intervention on me because, yeah. you know, we, we, it was so fun to do Chelsea and it was nice that people sort of put a name to the face and they'd get to know you I as love you. Yes. It, so thank much. you. I love doing it. And he was like, but I lived so in New York good. and so I would like fly myself out and they, you know, it's E late night. Uh-huh. So you make like 300 bucks. And he goes, he was like, I, right. always, I love Bobby Lee so much. And he was like, Arden, he's like, he was like, listen to me. You're a funny person. You're the only person person on here that's not earning on the weekends from this like every time <gasps> he's like you he's like this is how much i make every weekend and you have the exact same credits as me and there's no reason you shouldn't be a stand-up and earning from this and then so he was like here's what i'm gonna do in like one month's time mm-hmm. you're gonna i have a show at the ice house in pasadena and you're gonna come do a 10 minute set it was me and jordan peele we're gonna each go do 10 minute sets wow. and so he's like so whatever you need to do between now and a month from now to get your 10 minute set ready you're gonna you're gonna come do that in a month and so i was like and then he i went over to his house and he was like, okay, first you need to decide. He goes, first of all, you thank the host. And then he's like, and he's <laughs> like, and you're an attractive female, so you need to insult your appearance. And he's like, and then so they don't, you wow. don't, so the audience doesn't think that you think you're all that. And then he goes, you have to decide whether or not you're a physical comic or you're a Mike in the Stand comic. And he goes, I think mm. you're a physical comic. So he goes, so then you take the stand and you thank the host and you put the stand behind you so the stand isn't blocking you and then you can move around. And then when you're done, you put the mic. Pick the pick the stand back, and you put the mic back in the stand, and it was just so interesting <sighs> coming back to stand up because I had yeah like, uh, yeah and what and then headlining way too quickly, you know, because I had the credits, I was headlining way too fast, but uh-huh. out of pride, like just getting my shit together, it's like, well, if I'm going to be up there for forty five minutes. I better, like, at least, I remember going, I'm going to give an A performance of, like, B material, you know, for a while. Like, as you're, like, I may not have the best jokes, but I'm going to give a really fun performance. And then, like, working on it as you go, like, you know, in the beginning. But what was so great was just saying of not bailing, you know, it's a long time to be up there. It's a for you know, and there's check drops and waiters, and yeah. sometimes people get tired, or the AC's not working, or somebody's drunk, and mm-hmm. not uh-huh, giving up yeah. on yourself uh-huh. when you re- when you're starting to lose their attention, mm. and just to be like like to not panic, to to know that it's okay to start to leave your body, like Elvis starts to leave the building, and then just to kind of come back yeah. in and like even if your mouth is still moving and you've left the building, to like. Do a little self-soothing, come back and know that you can like reconnect and like change the energy or like ask them about like that you can you, it's never too late to get them back. And oh, yeah. yeah. And that's helped me like pitching, that's helped me auditioning, that's helped me like if I test for something, yeah. that's helped me doing like theaters, like acting plays and like it it's that to not fear when you start to leave the building because it's going to happen from time to time. Sure. Mm-hmm. Just to like figure out ways to kind of get you back and like pitch and not bail on yourself. No, that's cool. That's like a, that's the mindfulness thing. It's so great. Yeah. Did you originate did you originate me to your shower? I was the I was me and um Jenna Fisher. She did this that we it was like a co. So I did the they did a pre-Broadway one. One of them was out here at the Old Globe and then mm-hmm. one of them I did the one in New Haven. I did the I did the part there. Oh, okay, great. cool. And was that the Amy Schumer role? Yeah. So she, yeah, she was nominated for a Tony for that. Wow. I know. I know. Yeah. It's a great role. I was thinking about just things that make me nervous before I go on stage because I was 
it really over the years as I've become like more seasoned, like very few things would make me nervous, but um straight up acting on stage yeah. I think would make me nervous because yep. you are without the crutch. It's it's a sort of opposite of what you were saying before. Yeah. I'm so comfortable being myself on stage and yep. relying on my own um creations. Yes. But um when I have to interpret something else or tap into someone else on stage, that is what would make me a little nervous. Like, but you, are you, were you always a trained actress or like it was kind of opposite for you? I mean, it's an interesting, I've done, I've done like five plays in New York and then mm -hmm. like the, around there. And it's mm -hmm. been so interesting to sort of go to like, I've done three at the public, two at the public. I don't know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like to go and do like do these sort of fancy things with these like. And I remember again, it was one of those. It feels things. fancy. Yeah, it, it, it is, is one fancy. of those yeah. things. And yeah. I remember before I had done stand up. At first, it's so I don't know what this. But like my brain when I was younger, being like, oh, I didn't go to Juilliard, I didn't go to Yale. Like, oh, mm -hmm. it's not. And then I have to say, coming back and doing them after having headlined stand up for many years, you're like, yeah, I can fucking do anything. I don't need right, to do right, Juilliard. Right, like, right. I know how to be. I can stay grounded on stage. I can listen and respond. What was helpful for me doing it, this isn't a full answer to your question, but like mm -hmm. seeing that it's helped me with auditions and stuff in that I saw that every night I got nervous before it. And even the head of yeah. the hair department at Mad TV, I would like panic and say, oh, my God, I'm going to forget my lines. And he goes, you realize you're the you said that before, like, you know, it was like 80 episodes. He was like, it's the final episode. He was like, you've said that for 80 episodes and you've never forgotten a line. Yeah. And so so clearly my process like. To freak out before. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, yeah. this is what I do. So like this, and this, I clearly it must be some kind of excitement. I must kind of like this. And right. just learning like, oh, it's not going to kill me. This is, oh, it's right on track. I get It's because you care about being good. It's because yes. you care about doing well and you want to yeah. do a great job for yourself and for the audience and for everyone that you're on stage with. So it's an investment yeah. thing. It's one of those yeah. things that has helped, I think, with, with theater. What I like about it is, what I like about the no safety net is like the making the eye contact with somebody else on stage. There's something yeah. about like the eye contact, having to trust them, and then, and then, truly, it's like I'm very bad at meditating. And there's something <laughs> about like you can't, you have to just be where you are. You cannot yeah. get ahead of yourself because you mm. you you will screw somebody else over probably. Yeah. So like truly, just like being there, and that it's different. It's also interesting that it's like even some performances that felt like they were the best performances, sometimes the crowd just wasn't into it. Yeah, or right. Or sometimes yep. they went crazy and it was sort of maybe a sloppier performance that is not as personal as it feels. That was helpful with stand-up. They helped each other. That's yeah. – it's, it's, oh, I love that. It's always so different. I would love to do a play. It's fun. Like that's uh, – it's yeah. fun. You want a short run. You want like a limited engagement. Like it's fun to have like a three-month engagement. Okay. You have like a month of rehearsals, like two weeks of previews, and then like six weeks of shows. And then like, okay, bye. <laughs> like yeah. I don't think I'd want to do I did a lot of them in college, and I was always like mad when like the like six or seven show like, – because it was only like a week. You know what I mean? Yes. In college, you're only doing like a week. And I was always mad when they were over. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, but some people do that for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Some, some of these Broadway shows, we, we had Ben Platt on the show, and he was like – even though I knew it was like a show that was showcasing me, it's like yeah. after a while, it's like you want to move on yeah. justifiably. I've never done one that's more than like four months. Yeah, the, the, doing Even the that's like long. meteor long. shower was fun because 
except for one scene, I was on stage the whole time, and I'd never like had such a big part in a play. And uh-huh. and yeah. Steve Martin was around for like the rehearsals, and you know he was such a hero oh, of mine. I had album, I had a poster of him on the wall, like I had mm-hmm. the best fishes yeah. poster with him in the He's suit. He's such a legend. So mm. that was really like to to get to work with him. And it was interesting. Yeah, I will say stand up in my mind, my stand up university gave me the confidence to go by like and like truly be like, it doesn't matter that I didn't go to Juilliard. They picked me. I have right, so much performance right on stage. It. I have yeah, hours and hours of alone on stage. I know what I'm doing. And this goes back to the Annie thing, too. Probably said that about Amy Schumer and she earned a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But this goes back to the Annie thing where it's like, you know, you're it's this thing that like really kind of lit something up in you was like the seed crystal for for this life that you wanted. And then you're like, how do I get there? And then, yeah, yeah this, but this, I relate to this thing too, where it's like this thing clings on you where you're like, I, like for me, it was like, I didn't study, you know, right. any performing arts in college. Yes. And like, yes. and like that puts me at a disadvantage and all this other stuff. But then like, I don't know, like there, there's, everyone has their own differently sized hill to sort of like crest over in order to get to a place of like, Oh no, I can, I can, I can probably do this and do this well because I care about, I care somewhat about putting a good quality thing out there. The thing I've learned more and more is, is truly the more I get more specific about what's unique to what, what's my little, what's my lane of the highway? What makes my tail Mm -hmm. wag? What can, where am I of like best service in the world in a way that's like, then it may not be important, but I mean, even truly pitching this podcast, it's the silliest thing. We, we break down bachelor episodes, but I've never watched sports or anything, but it was, there was something about like wanting to do a community thing of like, who's going to the finals? Who's going to the Super Bowl? Who's getting banged in a hot tub? Like, it's like, <laughs> but that, but that's something that's seemingly like completely frivolous, but that like yeah. people respond to when you, yeah. When you do what's sort of unique to, and sometimes at, at coming back to stand up, like at first I had my idea of what Bobby told me this too. He was like, record it and listen back to where they want to laugh, and you're not letting mm-hmm. them laugh, and you're cutting right. them off. That's such a good tip. And it was like, and so then, and then I felt like, you know, in the beginning when you're first just trying to put together five minutes, ten minutes, you have your idea of what your act is, but then the audience tells you how they like you. Yeah. Yeah. And the they gift really do. of that. And it's like nobody wants for me, it was like nobody wants to hang out with the perfect per like they like me a little bit of a mess. It's like Kitty got into the champagne bottle and Kitty wants to play and like yeah. a little bit of a ding dong. And yeah. there was something it's like your flaws, like the the gift of everything I thought was like wrong with me or the most shameful about me is actually what is the most relatable or what people because everybody has their little monster sides too and that's a good personal exercise to to find out how to think about the contrast of how you are comfortable on stage yeah and how how you're comfortable acting on stage yeah and also how you're being responded to on stage yeah it's it's an interesting dance yeah or what people project onto you all the time because i'm whatever not to not to bring this back to me but like i'm exploring this thing now where it's like oh whenever 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 i whenever i go out um, to do to to be in a sketch or whatever, it's like oh the audience wants me or expects me to be this sassy like mm-hmm. bitchy gay guy, and I'm yeah. like I, but that's not what I am all the time, and I'm trying to like show people different different like you know little granules of like myself, but it's like there's like the, everyone's gonna like work some acrobatic thing gymnastic thing to like tie me back to like that person, I'm like oh that's fun like I can now I can like pu- push and pull and tug at like that string for 
not, not string, but like I, 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 I can yes. like pull that thread as, as much as I want or, we or all fly, in, in whatever way I want. Well, we all fly in in certain packages. And I think particularly in comedy, if, you know, like a blonde lady on stage or an Asian man on stage is not necessarily like the, it's not the majority, you know? Yeah. And, and so what's fun, like for me with stand up too, is like, the, like if you're doing a longer set, being yeah. able to sort of sneak in darker things or totally. like now like you, you have for you, like that you have them liking you, you, you know, you can do that. And then like, what can you sneak in? How far can you push it? What, what else totally. can you get away with? Like the totally. fun of, uh, the fun of just refusing to be completely just put in that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have to take a break before I don't think so, honey. Yeah. Which is actually, a, well, you'll find out in a sec. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself your feet will thank you snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over six million active hourly workers snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand tempt to hire part-time or full-time you name the position warehouse worker retail associate grocery store clerk fitness trainer baker stylist bellhop podcast producer yeah snag a job's got a worker for that with our easy to use platform you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard right snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly so visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas that's chime.com forward slash culturistas chime feels like progress the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp bank na or stride bank na members fdic spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network atm withdrawal and otc advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details so we're back and if you're wondering what i don't think so honey is um if you're a reader who forgot or this is your first time listening to this podcast where we have the amazing guest Arden Marine. I Don't Think So Honey is a 60-second segment where we take something in pop culture and we just absolutely rail against it, wouldn't you say, Bowen? We really lay down the tracks, we build the locomotive, and we fucking ride that track on the locomotive. We Okay, it. a different way to rail something. Many, And actually, it's rule of culture number nine. There's so, so many, many ways different ways to, to rail. rail something but (laughs) but um you know it is has been custom has become custom that i do go first and i i could i think you could i think you could would you like to would you like to time me because i I will time you i've got the phone in hand this is matt rogers i don't think so honey his time starts now i don't think so honey people who criticize me for using the word like too much when i speak and i don't think so honey anyone (laughs) who criticizes anyone for using like too much honey it's modern times it's a colloquialism it is how we express ourselves also seriously you are gonna die on this boring ass hill Bitch, do you think that you sound like innovative saying this? You wasting breath talking about how you don't like people saying the word like is such so much more of a waste of breath than all the breaths I take before and after the word Mm. like in my many Mm -hmm. sentences. Mm -hmm. Sorry I'm young, honey. Sorry (laughs) I'm influenced by youth culture. (laughs) Sorry. And you know what? If my godmother whose name is Alicia Silverstone not in reality but in my life says like all the time in the classic film Clueless. And here's what I'll say. If I don't think so, honey, if you think that that saying like is not intelligent because uh, I, <laughs> it's so funny that I ran out of gas talk. I, I'm done. Gotta and that's one it. minute. It's so funny Yay. that I ran out of gas talking about how actually I'm smart, even though I say like, and I had nothing. No, I it had somebody matter. slide into my DMS and shame me for saying like on a podcast. And I just wanted to rip her throat out. It's Girl, so funny because like every single stupid. language in the world, every language in the world has a filler word like that. Yeah. Every language has that. And like, why are you like 
it's trying to say that it's bad or that it's like the indicator that, that like someone's dumb if they I use like I don't even hear um. it. I don't hear me it either. for anybody. I don't even hear and it. And you know what? All all it does is put me in my head in a way. A me bit. too. It's like, oh, do I sound stupid? Or yeah, of course. Am I saying when it too much? When somebody sends you a lengthy shaming email, it works. And it's like, I don't <laughs> think so, honey. Now. We got read on the on the reviews on the podcast app because of it. And it's it, uh, I no. understand it because it, if, if it's really bothering you, then I get it, like, and I'll try to make the adjustment. But it's just so funny how people equate it with like lack of intelligence because I think that's really a first thought. Like, as I say, like again, and now I'll be in my head <laughs> about. I, it. I didn't but, damn notice. I didn't even but, hear it. But it's interesting that people just want to equate it with lack of intelligence no. so quickly. It's no. is it really that simple? No. And if I'm you think you it's from that my simple, tent are you Marrakesh, simple? She is simple from this tent in Marrakesh. Just get on the like train because it is more fun. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's also it's 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 sort of insinuating that I don't have interesting things to say. But honey, you're listening. Mm-hmm. Honey, you're listening. And uh, honey, you cared listening. enough to, to to comment on the podcast, but that also, <laughs> also could be because they like listening to Bowen. So who knows? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I just wanted to like. <laughs> what? Uh, just I said it. I just wanted to discuss that as a thing because it's so interesting that people really. They they would make you feel stupid for for just trying to express yourself. It's so interesting. It's I, I reject it. I reject all. I, of it. I, I don't care. Agree. And as long as you guys reject it, then I completely can, I reject can it. Yes, completely and and reject. feel angry about it on behalf of you. I I think that was very solid. I don't think so, honey. Very, I wish very I, good. I wish it had ended strongly, um, as okay. I always do. But sure, the fact sure. of the matter is, my point is made, and that's really all we try to do on this pod. Great. Hey, Bowen Yang, what about yeah, you? I'm ready. I, I've got something. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So, Honey, and like, he starts now. I don't think so, honey. Mirrors, sweetie. Oh, no. I don't like what I'm seeing, and it's not because, I think it's because after quarantine, like, the mirrors in your house really start to play tricks on you. And then <laughs> And, you know, and then I see some spittle. I see I see some like little bits of gross stuff on the actual service. And then when I wipe it down, it feels um, this is no. Can I be more specific? I don't think so. Honey, bathroom yes. mirrors. OK, there oh. we go. Because mm-hmm. I, I get the toothpaste on it. I get the face. I get the face wash on it. I, mm-hmm. And then I feel crazy. Seconds. I feel like a dirty caveman for having to walk like wipe down my mirror mm-hmm. every other day. Is this the frequency we're all working, like we're all working with right now? Because I'm doing it every other day. I feel disgusting. Maybe I am disgusting. And 15 look, seconds. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something, and this is kind of gross, but I have been having to bleach the damn porcelain bowl ever since quarantine because I'm I'm taking like really like powerful Five seconds. shits and it, it clings. And now, I, now all my stuff is dirty and I feel like a dirty person. Mm-hmm. And that's one minute. I'm really happy that you've brought this up because, well, two things. Same thing with the toilet bowl. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is <laughs> your mirrors in your house would make you think you were an absolute filth. <laughs> exactly. And I know I'm not. I cleaned. I, every Sunday I clean and I thought like. Brag. What? What has, but I mean, truly, it is, it's so disgusting. It's yeah. so. What happened here? What, what did I here? do? What kind of like, did I, did I eat bath salts and like rip somebody's <laughs> face? Like, like, did I go crazy? Like what, what also, sometimes you have to be has like, happened in here? I have, yeah. sometimes I have to be like, I know I didn't come on this mirror. <laughs> Again, I know. So, 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 so what's this come? What's, this, what's come? this thing that can what's only this become? What's this come? What's, yeah. what's this come? It's actually Rural Culture number 96. 96. What's, What's this, this come? come? 
but wow. Bowen, yes, powerful. And I think during quarantine, we're all noticing that our mirrors are not are not what they should be because what else are we supposed to look at? I've also <laughs> never seen so many zits on myself in like just the quarantine acne. I cannot. I just like your this, skin looks flawless. Oh my right god! Now. Thank you so much. I put some makeup on for you guys. I mean, like I wake up. I don't know if it's because I'm like sleeping on my face. I don't know if it's anxiety. I don't know, but I'm not liking some of the like it's the stress breakouts. Thank right? you. Engineer Doug thank says you. it's toothpaste, and he's okay. exactly right. Thank he's exactly you. right. It is thank toothpaste. That's toothpaste. It's actually it's toothpaste. so that come that come on your mirror is toothpaste. It's actually rule of culture number forty nine. That, that come, come on your, your mirror, mirror is toothpaste. toothpaste. Now it's interesting that that's forty one, but that answers a question that's set in ninety six. Yes, right. You know, I don't make the rules. Okay. I just I just make the list. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Arden, are you ready? For I'm ready. I don't think so, I'm ready. Okay, I can't wait for this. This okay, is ready? Arden Marines. I don't think so, honey. Okay. Yes, and her time starts now. I don't think so, honey. And this is not going to be a popular thing to have a problem with. I don't think so, honey. Shared plate restaurants. Okay. Oh. I am hoping. I do not mind a family style. I do not mind a buku de yes. bapo. I don't mind going to like a Chinese restaurant and getting like, okay, we're going to get like three. We're going to get this and this and this and three things. I do not like some, I don't think so, honey. Some like, <sighs> oh, I have to go out with my lawyer, my publicist, my team. I know. Yeah. And go, yeah. oh, do you want, seconds. do you want? the beet salad okay so wait what do you do no you want the you want the calamari okay so we'll get that and then you'll have one of my beets and all because they come in they're tiny it's not chair plates it's yep. regular size plates but mm. then you have to like negotiate with like oh no i'm not oh. eating wheat i'm not eating 15 gluten. seconds i don't think so honey i am a grown-ass <laughs> adult i will pay for my own stuff why can't i just get what 100%. i want to get and not have 100%. your dirty ass fingers into my tiny non-share plate not family style i don't think so honey share plates thank you covid take it away bye bye Oh, thank you, COVID. And that's one minute. You know what? I love my lawyer, Seth. He called me on my birthday. I don't care what he wants at a restaurant. I want my own thing. I want my own thing. I don't want to go. Okay, so we're going to get one beat. And then when you guys, you guys want the, you guys want the, okay, we're going to get the mozzarella. Like, no. And you guys want the the arugula with vinegar. Okay. Okay, so we'll get one And you know there's always two whole dishes on the table that you want nothing to do with because of this. And you know there's one you want so badly. And you don't want to have to share it eight ways. And you don't want to look like an asshole you're like if you're like I'm on my own like I I, how about we all get our own plates and if there's one thing we're dying to try we'll get one or two and put it in the middle that's fine I'm so open to sharing but not everything and also good luck being full after eating at a shared place restaurant and the bill is so high I really hope and the bill is so high. The bill is so high. They're because they're Astronomical. tiny. Astronomical. And again, I don't mind a family style. Family style. You give me a mountain of meatballs. Love family style. You give me a mountain of meatballs. You get a pile of pasta. Great. You. We're share... going to Buca de Beppo. We're oh my going. god! Yes, please. Let's get the I table love room. Buca de Beppo. I love the table room. The Pope room. I. <gasps> oh. I went room. on a double date there. And, um, he was not the. He was the other date. Alan Tudyk from Firefly. Oh, I love Alan. I went. Tudyk. I dragged Icon. Alan Tudyk as like a double date to Buca de Beppo, and he was like, "Why are we here?" And I was so embarrassed. Family, you style. have such cool friends, Loki. I know. I mean, I have pretty good friends. I have pretty good. Wait, friends. wait. I have at, one, two, three. Name your name a cool friend that we have not mentioned. One, <laughs> two, three. Amy Mann. Amy oh my Mann. God. <laughs> Amy oh Mann my God. of Amy the Magnolia Mann. soundtrack. Of the Magnolia soundtrack. Of the Magnolia soundtrack. Of the Magnolia soundtrack. Of the Magnolia soundtrack. Molly Famously, Shannon. Molly fa- Shannon. 
I, okay, so I have a story about Molly Shannon. I saw Countess Luann live with Molly Shannon. Oh my God. That's okay. Great. Can I just say, I've, so <laughs> I, I got to do Watch <laughs> Evans Live in January and I knew I was doing it. And I, I was not a Bravo girl, but I went with Lauren when we, I went with her when she did Watch What Happens Live. Yes. So like they were like, you need to, they gave me, just as you did on Survivor, which I will watch, they gave me oh the list. Oh my God, an order. So yeah. I watched. New York, New Jersey, mm-hmm. Orange wow. County, a below deck, below deck sailing yacht. And so I'm watching all of them now. I am so, New York is my fave. Yeah, How New was York's Luan? Great. How was Luann? How was Luann? And you went with Molly Shannon? This, you went with Molly I've, to so, Luann? Th- I went because I went with Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider. I was a writer on the second season of the other two. And um, the love Sarah they Schneider. were going th- the best. I mean, love, great love, folks. Love. Um, so the best, the best. they were going to. Countess Luann and they invited right. me to go and they were like yeah. also Molly's coming and then I was like gagged because I, I obviously I, I love Molly Shannon and knew she was knew I would meet her eventually because I was writing for the show but going to see Lou with her is a whole other deal I can't. and the funny thing that happened with Luann was she comes out she's like you know performing doing her thing she's let's just say this she's definitely a star oh my god of so she's the there's a there was a point where um you get to ask questions like like she yes. asks questions about everything and yes. Ben Rimmelauer who directed her show we know him and I got the mic and I had spoken with him before and he goes to Council Lou and he goes Lou it's Matt Rogers from Los Culturistas <gasps> and she goes oh of course oh my god yeah <laughs> and I, I literally she goes darling how are you it is so good to see you we've not met once in our life oh my god she's faking she's like a, she's so like a good. politician she's like a full yes. politician she's like and I was like, like, like Lou, <laughs> girl. I, I literally was like, Lou, girl. It's so good to see you. Okay, so let's get to it. Like, like we had, like we had an I old friendship. I still don't understand why she got so mad that they were screaming Giovanni. I don't understand the problem with that. Why was it awful? That Giovanni. Durinda, why was it bad that Dorinda was saying that? Also, I'm loving I think Leah. She was being I love drunk Leah. and disruptive. She, she was love Leah. I, I, here's what I'll say about Leah. I love Leah on the show. Leah in life, Leah, I have questions about. Okay. Leah's politics are, are a little oh, questionable. Okay. They're questionable. Okay, she, okay, I'll go deep diving. She definitely writes for the I'll Federalists. Go deep, I'll, so go deep diving. I'll go deep diving. Uh, another um, secret Arden, you, fun- have to, you have to watch Potomac. Oh, that's Sorry, right. I ahead, was also ahead. just told the Potomac. Somebody else said Potomac. I'm going to write that down. Potomac I'm, is, Potomac. I'm watching yeah, Beverly Potomac Hills right now. Orange County was great. Tamara crying in the bushes, please. That's a Beverly great Hills is really good this season so far. The I'm Denise very Richards much stuff enjoying is it. literally insane. What is insane? The Denise Richards Oh my God. Stuff. Her husband explaining what he did for a living at the dinner party. <laughs> that was one of the most shocking things I've seen. And 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 they're and getting heard. followed. I'm like, what if they actually are? Like, what if they're not just they crazy? Like, maybe. Well, I, I mean, if what he says is true, then I guess. Or they're... You just, just revealing like some sort of real craziness there, oh, which we're going to see split, unfold. You can split an atom with sound. Why can't you cure your cancer's your friend? Why can't you cure your <laughs> friend cancer? I was like, what? And then you you look at Denise and you're like, is he serious? And then you get that she believes it 100%. Oh, yeah. She's like, are they following us? I loved it. Bowen. I mean. Did you, did you put your hand up? Did you put your hand up? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, so this is just, good. This it's is just so me. Good. Like, yeah. I have to say, <laughs> how do you feel about the new Southern friend that's like, I thought you were boring. And now? Sutton. Sutton. Okay, so I I would say that Sutton is playing a season three arc on her third episode of the show, and it is bold. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why she feels so comfortable so soon, but I I'm kind of obsessed with her <laughs> and her top knot at the dinner, and also um, I want that the way that she's push. obsessed with place cards. Yes, I want that bag, the eight hundred dollar bag, her couture, her ready to wear, all of it. 
she looks also, I will say this. When Teddy Mellencamp did not know what ready what, oh, what ready to yeah. wear meant, yeah. I was yeah. like, get her out of here. Get out. Honestly, I don't think so, honey. Teddy Mellencamp doesn't know what ready to wear means. I How can I know what ready to wear is and you don't? You're Thank a real housewife you. of Beverly Hills. Thank you. Yeah. Ready to, it's like literally ready to wear is your whole wardrobe, R-T-W. Teddy Mellencamp. R-T-Dubs. R-T-Dubs. It was truly crazy, but I believe that overall the, the housewives are kind of firing on all cylinders this year, and I, you love to see it. You know what? I fought New Jersey, and then I ended up loving New Jersey. I fought Joe Gorga. Now I love Joe Gorga. I'm oh. all in. I Real Housewives of New Jersey is a little dark and real to me it's because dark. I'm from Long it's, Island, and yes. I, I, oh, I kind where? of know where are you those from? women. I'm from Suffolk County, so I'm from Islip. But I grew up on the on the South Shore, so I know um, all those like Italian girls yeah, yeah, who do. grew up into the Real Housewives of New Jersey. I mean, is it, where's Massapequa? I know is a lot of South girls Shore? named Antoinette. Is Ma- is Massapequa South, South Shore? South Shore. Yeah, I mean, I, I just know exactly yeah. what kind of like oh. Trump voter, like okay. <laughs> Catholic Ro- Italian Trump voter that produces and. Believe it's me, very that. Rhode Island has 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 a. I enjoy, I love like the real the. It's just there's a nice. I love a, like the salty the salty East Coast. I'm never gonna yep. win in a fight, but they will kill your car and you have to go fight them under the water. So <laughs> oh no, and that's kid. that's why they're so good with fighting with words and yeah. personal yeah. attacks yeah. because yeah. they're yeah. never gonna beat you physically, but they no. will kill your soul. Yeah. Um. Can I be a hooker? Yeah, be a hooker. I have. <gasps> yeah. It's not out yet. It's a what pre-order. Is this here? I wrote Talk a book. Talk about your book. I wrote a book. Talk about I your book. book. It's called Little Miss Little Compton. I have braces. <gasps> I have braces made. Oh this my is me, God. This is me in sixth grade. <laughs> a memoir. There she is. It's a comedic memoir. Um, and, and oh my yeah. God, I can't wait. Anna's I read can't it. Wait. It's, it comes, if you pre-order, um, you can pre, it's all about the pre-orders, honey. If you want to get. It's actually um, all about the pre-orders. If you're it's trying to get on the, um, if you're trying to get on the bestseller list, you have to. It's, it's all about the pre-orders, um, mm-hmm. and so and so. If you email a receipt of your book to rosepodcast at gmail.com, we're going to be giving away five T-shirts and a puzzle coming up. So send us the receipts, oh. and um, I'm the result of two hasty decisions. My grandparents married the day after they met, and my parents were co-workers in Manhattan, and they never dated. And one New Year's Eve, they got engaged. On a dare, and they got married oh. six years, six months later, and they stayed married for fifty years, and then they moved to Little Compton and raised my brother and I. Oh and my god, there. you gotta my get god. this book, Little you Miss gotta, Little Miss Little Compton, Little Miss Little, 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 Little Compton, a memoir by Arden Marine. And what day does it come out? Come out. It comes out in September, but we have a nice quote from Chelsea Handler. Well, this book is just yeah, delightful. Yeah, we, love this. we have a nice quote from the book. a nice quote from Amy Schumer, Molly Shannon, oh. Zach Galifianakis, oh. all the all the greats, all the ladies. All the ladies. Ladies. Great. All oh, the ladies. ladies. This is great. It's all about the pre-orders and then you email rosepodcast at gmail.com. gmail.com. Yep. That's Wait, it. Well, I have to say congratulations on writing that book and also congratulations for being that little and a forward by Debbie yes, Ryan. Yes, Debbie Ryan Anna. wrote me the, she wrote the forward, my BFF ATL. It all ATL. goes back to Debbie. I wanted to say congratulations on the book that's coming out. Congratulations on everything you're doing and also congratulations on being that little four-year-old girl who went to go see Annie and made oh, all her dreams come true. That's the title. That's the title of the book was about like that little girl from Little Little Miss Sunshine and yeah. like, and that when I got the call that I booked 
booked this pilot, I felt like my react. I felt like the girl from Little Miss Sunshine, yeah. and I became oh Little God. Miss Little Compton. Like, That's yeah! so great. And I mean, it was like amazing. this girl. You're amazing. This girl. Amazing. We were so we were so excited to have you on, and this was such an incredible episode. Will I you guys mean, go to Rhode Island with me and Debbie Ryan? Yes. <laughs> I, I'm buying my ticket. <laughs> We and gotta. I, this, if this also was an intro to me meeting Debbie Ryan and Boeing getting to meet Debbie Ryan, oh my this God. Is huge. I, we meet Debbie, we meet Brian Safi. Oh we, my we God. Met Brian oh my God, you don't we know love, Brian? We love, no, we love Brian. We, we, we shared a dressing room at um, JFL. He's no. the best. He's the Brian best. Brian and I shared, we shared, we exchanged numbers at an audition. Oh, I love that. Matt, where do you live? What town do you live in? Los Angeles. I'm in Hollywood. Okay. I'm in Hollywood. I'm, a, I'm, well, I almost just said literally where I lived and that's not a good idea on a <laughs> okay. podcast. You but can I live in Hollywood later. and I love it. I live, let's just say this. I live right by the Hollywood Tower. Let's just say that. Great. Okay. How about that? Yes. He, 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 he gave his he, yeah, he gave his yeah. address ah, basically. Ah, 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 <laughs> okay, Arden, this is, this is the thing we, with Arden Marine. Yeah. You've got, okay. Uh, stage actress, sketch actress, stand-up, um, p- like fuck, sitcom legend, and then you've got reality show judge RuPaul's Drag Race. Let's yes, not forget. The Raja season. The Raja season. You've checked wow. every showbiz oh box, and Dude, like, this is what this was. This is what made this episode amazing so great. race loser. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Please. You'll probably win. Oh my god, I would be so excited. I mean, I mean, on your team is someone who almost went to space. So I mean, that's the thing. He, he, and I feel like we both have the same level of not being willing to break an ankle for it. That I feel like we would be mellow yeah. and fun. We would yes. just do it. I'm good at yeah, puzzles exactly. too. I'm good at well, like, logic everyone, things. Yeah, exactly. Stay tuned to see. Uh, st- keep your eye on Amazing Race to see if that ever happens, and pre-order that damn book. Why don't you guys please watch The Bachelor? and come on my podcast. We will start. We will start. So I, I actually, I wanted to get into this, but we are- Listen to your heart. Like, I wanted to get into like the bachelor of it all. Yeah. I watched the Rachel Lindsay season okay. and fell in love with her. And then she was dead to me at the last episode. Oh no, we, we hate her. I'm living my best life. It's that She lost all of us. She married the guy she with lost. cheeky implants. who's a mama's boy. She truly did. And After she had- Peter. She had who is literally Peter. the best the best man I can think He's of. He's the hottest uh, person uh, on earth. So Agreed. Hot. So I mean, will, we could talk. Will you come back? Will you oh, accept 100%. my friendship, Rose, just to come play with us? Yeah, yes, 100%. I got a bone up on my Bachelor too. But I did watch. I watched Rachel Lindsay season as well. But yes, I will. I will close the gap of. Okay, Bachelor I will viewing. send. I will. We will send what to watch to. We can lure you on. Okay. Okay. Hundred percent. We're we're there. I'm and you're going to be there too, readers. I love you both. I'm really fans love of both you of you. This so has been a much. joy. We, this we blow a kiss to you, and you know, Bowen. What is? How do we end every episode, Bo? With a song. With a song. Here we go. The sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottoms over tomorrow. I'm going to be controversial and say my favorite song from that show is Maybe. Bye. Bye. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. 
you know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Croc clogs and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. 